Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. David Van Camp. He's back. I'm Jamie Markley. That's Scott Robbins. Yep. Welcome back. David. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll go on about what you've been doing as you've been off the last couple of days in a little bit. But let's start with some historic news. It, it is. Uh, the first Mexican immigrant has been elected to the House of Representatives, and you may not have heard a whole lot about it because she's a Republican. And we've got to say, wait a second, this should be like... The lead. Well, there's glass all over the floor. You better believe there is. This is awesome. Yeah, we've talked about her before, Myra Flores. She just won a special election in Texas's 34th Congressional District. Uh, she's going to be running in the regular election, too, and the newly redrawn district appears to be even more favorable to Democrats than it was before. <clears throat> so some are predicting it'll be a very short-lived time in Congress. But mm-hmm. others are saying... I think pollsters are missing a major sea change, especially among Hispanics in South Texas, where she will be representing. Well, if you look at the polling, I would say this isn't the end of this story. Right. Am I missing something? What do you mean that the narrative is, well, this is going to be short-lived? Not from the polling I see. What are they talking about, David? I guess because you'll have a new, the newly redrawn district, which okay. carves out uh, more areas favored for Democrats or favorable to Democrats. But I mean, you, what? Wealthy white people? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not Hispanics, not according no. to the polling. Wow, that's interesting. Seriously, man, th- that is really remarkable and not surprising at the same time that you have a story like this, but it's crickets with national media. Oh, yeah. Very much picking and choosing who they want to celebrate for crashing into glass ceilings mm-hmm. and breaking them. Right. It's disgusting. It really is. Our media, the left, all of it. I mean, this is going to be a fun show today, I promise. We'll have some fun. But there's. Well, I thought this was actually a great too. story when I got up this morning and read I it. I thought, too, wow, man. what a great story. It is. I mean, here we go. I mean, this taking everybody for granted nonsense is blown up in their face. So why is it that a lot of legacy media um, doesn't like women, doesn't like immigrants, doesn't like Hispanic women? I don't know. I guess we'll have to ask. Uh, I mean, the white supremacists over at NBC never forget that they had serious conversations about how Winsome Sears, when she run her or when she won her race in Virginia, mm-hmm. was actually, yes. even though she was a black female immigrant, uh, because she was a Republican, she was still a foot soldier for white supremacy. Yes. Yes. This incredibly intelligent woman served her country, but just too dumb to see through how she was being used, apparently. Right. Unbelievable. But Jean-Claude Van Damme, whatever her name is, the spokesperson now. Pierre Van yeah, Damme? Pierre Van Damme or whatever the hell <laughs> That's name a is. heck of a <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. way to get to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Is she identifying as male now? <laughs> Well, or a martial artist. There would be there would be glass all over the ceiling again if she did that. Well, that's true. Speaking of White House spokespeople, uh, Biden's economic advisor. Did you hear what he said? You know what? I'll play you the whole question and answer part of this. Okay. 
Okay, because it is this weird thing, and we've talked about it, where Biden and the administration are trying to talk about, you know, really, we're doing well economically. <laughs> it's it's the strangest thing that they're yeah. trying to sell that. And at the same time, you're hearing the stories that we have record credit card debt, just record debt in general. And more and more people are taking out other credit cards just to pay their monthly bills. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you'll hear the question and answer, and the question is to, again, the Biden economic advisor, Parat Armamutri. Did I say that right? Well done. Yeah. Freaking right I did. If you have a 401k out there or if you're a retiree on a fixed income, it's pretty rocky right now given what we're seeing with the inflation eating into your returns uh, as well as the markets down. What do you tell those people? Yeah, Barat, what do you say? Look, the president is is deeply sympathetic to that. His uh, number one priority right now is tackling inflation. He's made that clear for... Okay, I got eye rolls going all over the studio. David, you first. I I keep hearing the same line get, well, he understands. He feels that pain. I don't care. I don't care if he's sympathetic. I don't care if he's empathetic. I don't care if he's like, oh, I feel this deep in my soul. I don't care. What are you doing to help fix it? That's it, period. But the communications department at the White House keeps saying, you know, it's important to say that the president understands. Yeah. That and the whole, you know, let let me be clear. Let let the president, the president's been clear. He hasn't been clear on anything. Well, and they're laser focused on inflation. They are. They're watching it closely. Right. (laughs) Of course. Anyway, go ahead, Barack. He's made that clear for, for several weeks, several months uh, for now. But I think what we need to take a step back and look at is that uh, American households as a whole are doing very, very well. If you look at where we came, we were before the pandemic and where we are right now. Dude, mm, that's, I, that's just not reality. That is outright lying. It is. Yes. I mean, honestly, I don't know what else to say about that. Ima- imagine going out there with a straight face and trying to say, don't believe your lying bank account. Don't believe your monthly budget. Believe us. Yes. Your 401k statement you get. Yeah. Well, you know what? Since you weren't here, I'll just play you a little clip. Um, Ab Phillips from Daily Wire had this report. This was yesterday, Okay. They're still going out with this message. Check this. As economists continue to warn of a looming recession amid skyrocketing inflation rates, new data shows a record increase in U.S. household debt as more Americans use their credit cards to pay for essential expenses. Yes. I mean, and they go into the entire report. Yeah. And it's, again, more and more people taking out credit cards because you have to pay for the essentials, the things you need. Well, and, and right now I read another story in Bloomberg just yesterday where a lot of the families who are going from store to store to store looking for baby formula mm-hmm. are taking out credit cards because you got to pay for gas. Right. You do. There's no doubt about it. Gosh. By the way, um, did you hear the White House press secretary talking about baby formula? Because I know you were off no, for a couple of days. I didn't hear that, no. You know what? Then we, we have to address this right now. You okay. have to hear it because you won't believe it if Scott told you about it or I told you about it. No. You know how every time Corinne Jean-Pierre is asked a question, she's got to go to her notebook yeah. and try to look through and leaf through and leaf through? I mean, it's not very subtle. This was an all-timer. 
Check it. Oh, we're done. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh, who do I want to go to? Oh, it's fun, right? Yeah, go ahead. You in the corner. I've never called in you. Yeah, in the black. Thank, thank you. Um, so I have two questions on baby formula. So first, um, what is the White House? What is the latest update the White House has received on the current formula situation across the country? Yeah, let me see if I have anything new for you on that. Um, Her head's down. I Just think it's through. been a couple of days since we have asked been asked that question. Oh, oh my God! Yes, dude, it just rolls on. Okay. You can't find anything. I don't have anything new. I know we made some announcements oh, last week. Uh, I, don't, I just don't have them in front of me. But if you want to come back and we'll, we'll talk through uh, the things that we have been able to do in the past, the most recent activities that we've done. Says that she know you should write it on your hand. Hey, stop criticizing. <laughs> okay? Yeah. First, black, female, lesbian, White yeah. House press secretary, and you need to celebrate it. Forget that she can't do the job very well. Daughter oh, of immigrants. Come on. Yes, if, if forgot that's about that. And she has just completely set back every, what, daughter of immigrants who's uh, black and a lesbian, set all of them back decades. Yeah. I didn't realize all you had to do in that job was just look up notes in a notebook and read it. The press secretary should just be a PowerPoint presentation, honestly, because this is that's embarrassing. That is one of the press, the pressing issues in this country. Yes, inflation uh, affects everybody. Yes. Right. But we are relying on foreign aid to feed infants in this country, in America. And you yes. you can't find it in your stupid little notebook? Really? But if you ask her about January 6th, she'd have a ready answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. But that's astounding. Oh, it is. I, I'm I sorry to divert here, man. I just had to play it for you. You had to hear it? No, that's... And the sound of the pages being flipped and her frantically trying to find Dude. anything. Dude. Golly. Meanwhile, okay, if you want to know who's to blame for inflation, who's really to blame... I think our president has the answer. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Republicans. Well, of course. That's what they're going after. Yelling at the clouds rant yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, yeah. yeah. The problem is, Republicans in Congress are doing everything they can to stop my plans to bring down costs on ordinary families. That's why my plan is not finished and why the results aren't finished either. Jobs are back, but prices are still too high. COVID is down. But gas prices are up. Our work isn't done. But here's the deal. America still has a choice to make. We want to flood the government by the few for the few. Yeah. Yeah, we we just haven't spent enough cash. That's the argument right now. (sighs) Okay. Well, this is one of the reasons why you only have, what, five senators right now that says, yeah, if Joe Biden runs again, we'll support him. That's my guy. It's full-blown panic. It's we've got to change the conversation, please. We've got to focus on January 6th. We've got to focus on Ukraine. Whatever it is, we can't talk about this economy. Golly. And the Fed is going to be raising rates today. Yeah, the, the gall of this guy to blame Republicans because we just haven't spent enough cash. It's like the captain of the Titanic saying, wouldn't have sunk if we'd hit that other iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just getting warmed up. And blaming the icebergs. Right. Yeah. Well, it was global warming back then, except it was global <laughs> freezing, and that was the iceberg, and it sunk. All the emissions.
Elon Musk said, I'll tell you who I'm supporting for president. Did you hear this? We'll get to that in much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I think we have an update on a story. What is going on here? Dude, this is amazing. This is amazing. So remember last year you had the fake news story that caused real world outrage. This idea that uh, Border Patrol agents on horseback were whipping Haitian migrants as they came across the border. It wasn't true. Oh, I thought it was just part of their training. <laughs> no, it's a no, hoax? Really? No. It, it was a hoax, and in fact, they are not facing any legal charges because there were no whips there. They were split reins, that it, using them as you're supposed to use split reins. To guide horses. No one was getting whipped. No. That wasn't happening. What about using a horse to abuse a child? <laughs> What's that happening? Uh, one cannot weaponize a horse uh, to aggressively attack a child. That is unacceptable. That is not what our policies and our training require. That is Alejandro the Dorcas Mayorkas, well, you know, director of Homeland Security, and that's what he said. Yeah. Well, you do have to be 21 to buy an assault horse in this country. Yeah. Well. Oh, so they were 19-year-olds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the horse whip law. Yeah, Got we, it. Okay. Only... only oh. Only way to stop a bad guy with a horse is a good guy with a horse. Okay. See, that makes a lot of sense. To yeah. Me. Well, the Department of Homeland Security, though, is preparing to discipline the Border Patrol agents involved in this. They didn't do what? anything wrong. <laughs> but a federal a federal source yeah. told Fox News that they'll be announcing something in the coming days. They're going to discipline the agents. Uh, they will have a chance to respond to the charges. They are administrative violations, do not amount to criminal conduct. Again, the criminal conduct side of it, those agents were cleared. They didn't do anything illegal. How about this? The administration apologized to these people. Yes, well, along with every mainstream media outlet. Absolutely. Every single one of them. Holy smokes. Did Biden talk about that, too? Oh, yeah, he did. I thought he did. It was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. People being strapped? What does that mean? Hit with the whip, I guess. Uh, yeah. Is that the proper terminology? It's, it's, well, I mean, it, in 1930, I think it oh. was. That's, that's what he threatened to do to Corn Pop, if you remember. He's going to strap him. Joe Biden's uh, favorite story about achieving racial harmony involves him threatening to whip a black man with a length of chain. And that would have been called strapping. I guess so. Maybe that would be called strapping. Smack you with a strap? I don't know. A strap? I don't know. Who knows? I don't think he's going to use that term this month. But anyway. Well, too, too bad George and Gascon can't sense these guys. <laughs> That's hilarious. The LADA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Like two hours. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I. What could they be in trouble for? I don't know. 
I don't know what they and, did. And in fact, man, you're watching the absolute crush at the border that's happening. Maybe they should have whips. We got to have some Whatever sort of deterrent. You can't have people coming in. Get a little leather whip is better than getting shot. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, yeah, Jen Psaki at the time. I remember that whole bit, too. He also felt they were horrific and horrible. I don't know anyone who could watch that video and not have that emotion. Uh, last night, our Secretary of Homeland Security put out a statement conveying there would be an investigation, that he's going to send additional personnel. I think it's important for people to know this yeah. is not who we are. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, gosh. And they're going forward with it. Well, that will be interesting to watch. Okay. Uh, other stuff going on. Elon Musk mentioned this. See what he put out there on Twitter? Yeah. yeah. Looks like he's going to be putting his hat in for Ron DeSantis to be the next president of the United States. Now they really hate him. Well, first of all, you know, the story we were talking about a little bit ago, um, Mayor Flores, first Republican in, well, I want to say it the right way, David, in that part of Texas. First yeah. Republican. Yeah. She is an immigrant from Mexico. It's an incredible story. Um, one last night, and Elon Musk said, yeah, I voted for her. First time I ever voted Republican. It's a massive red wave in 2022. And so then he was asked who he was leaning toward supporting for the presidential election. And he just responded, DeSantis. said, I supported Yang last time, but DeSantis has a better chance of winning. And he also said, I support free speech, but not any one candidate. In fact, I gave money to and voted for Hillary and then voted for Biden. However, given unprovoked attacks by leading Democrats against me and a very cold shoulder to Tesla and SpaceX, I intend to vote Republican in November. He had stated this before. Did, did you hear what Ron DeSantis said about this? What did he say? He was asked. Here's what he said today. With Elon Musk, what I would say is, you know, I welcome support from African-Americans. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Just keep poking the bear. That's great. That is fantastic. Wow. He said, I may not have ever voted for a Republican, just to be clear. Now this election, I will. That other part where you're saying that used to be the kindness party, it's not anymore. Okay, the energy secretary has talked about where we need to go in the future. You will not believe what she said, or maybe you will. Next. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. He's got one extra button down. Yeah, it's a hot you summer, know, baby. Can I just tell you something? This is the honest-to-God truth story. I put this thing on this morning. Yeah. And I, I put a, and I cinched the top button up on it. Yeah. And I'm and, and because of you, because you always point out if there's a button you think should be buttoned and no, it's not buttoned. No, it's sexy. No, just see, that's a it. lie. It, that's a yeah, man. You gotta you gotta show off the stern. But bush, I just thought okay? it's like a thousand degrees. It's like living on the equator today. So I decided, well, I'm going to go good. ahead and undo You're the top fine. button on it. You're fine, because I'm not wearing a tie. Okay. All right. Where do we need to go as far as energy? Can we have a leader that can guide the way? Well, we go to Saudi Arabia, hat in hand, begging right. them. 
please, yeah, Saudi Arabia, give us some more oil. Oh, won't you please mm-hmm. increase production? Go get all that stuff about me calling you a pariah state. Right. I didn't really mean it. So, yeah, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm says, though, that high gas prices are exactly why we need to switch to green energy like wind and solar. Jeez. Oh, By the way. touch with reality are these people? Well, before we even get there, if you don't mind, you want some history on her? Because I just happen to remember it was back in early November when she was actually asked about the possibility of $4 gas. Okay. What? <laughs> well, if you remember, in I November, don't remember this. The thought of going to $4 gas was like, are you serious? Is that possible? Because people were forecasting at the time, right? Yeah. And so if you're wondering, well, what did she say at that time? This is what she said. Roll it. Well, we certainly hope not. Uh, the, as I say, the Energy Information Agency is going to put out their forecast this week. The president is all over this. Of course, every president is frustrated because they can't control the price of gasoline. Because <laughs> He's all over it. He's all over it. He's yeah. laser focused. But there's it's nothing he can do. Number one priority. Yeah, there's nothing he can do. There was plenty that he could have done back in November. Oh, sure. We all know that. But if you remember when she was first coming into her office... You know, looking at people who are, you know, facing long lines at the pump, what did she say? Yeah, I mean, we obviously are all in on making sure that we meet the president's goals of getting to 100% clean electricity by 2035 and uh, net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Isn't that funny? She's giddy. It's great. So what did she say today? Oh, today it's, it's well, this this shows that we really, really need to transition to green energy because apparently green energy... <sighs> If we use that, we're not beholden to anyone else in the world. <laughs> we weren't before when we were producing ourselves. Uh-huh. Ultimately, the, the, the solution to make us energy secure, to make the Baltic states energy secure, to make the ent- right. entire world energy secure, is to move to clean energy. You, no country has ever been held hostage to access to the sun. We don't have the infrastructure. We're not even close. What is she talking about? You're both looking I, well, at me. Well, no, like, I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. Well, I, I would also like to say uh, that you absolutely are beholden to multiple other countries, including China, when you're talking about solar. Absolutely, because that's where it's produced. Because they stole the trade secrets from our solar companies and then produced it themselves. And then we take away the tariffs that we placed on it for stealing the stuff, and they're rewarded for it because we're buying it. But we still don't have the infrastructure in place. I mean, not even close. What is she going to say next? Well, you could say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I'm going to quote John Lennon at this point. Or to access to the wind. Ultimately, those are the price volatility continues to, uh, at least on clean energy, there's no volatility. It continues to drop. We're not under the thumb of petrodictators. And ultimately, that You're is... You're going to be under the thumb of China. Right. Well, oh, then, when crap. it comes to the reliability with all of this stuff, yeah. I mean, let's mm-hmm. talk to California. Let's talk to Texas, you know, about... What happens when windmills aren't producing enough energy to support the state? Yes. 
Because that's the prediction with the heat wave and everything else. Yeah. You is blackouts correct? Details. Yeah. We don't need details. So she keeps going. And ultimately, that is the solution. But in the immediate, yeah. we know that people are hurting, and we've got to increase supply wherever we can globally. Wherever we can, you mean here? No, globally. You see, not, oh. not here. Because as long as it's produced somewhere else, right. <laughs> <laughs> at least the air we breathe is going to be fine, right? Yeah. It makes no sense. It's so frustrating. Okay. Um, talk about frustrating. Story out of Seattle. David, you saw it. Oh, dude. Okay. You might, <clears throat> excuse me, you might remember this story. A homeless guy named Alexander J. pushed a woman down, a 62 year old woman down the stairs of a light rail station in Seattle. Oh, man, I saw this video. Yeah. I remember at the time, I Holy think you called smokes. for electric bleachers, Scott. Oh, yeah, electric bleachers for sure yeah. for that guy, yeah. yeah. That was back in March. Uh, apparently on that same day, he also stabbed a woman ten times at a bus stop. Oh, my Well, gosh. now taxpayers in Washington State are going to be paying him $250 every day. What? Because, well, he's not getting the mental health treatment. No, man, that guy needs prison. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he went on trial in April, but a judge said, hey, you're incompetent, and uh, ordered him to spend three months at an inpatient facility, according to this report. Um, <clears throat> now, after more than 100 days without being admitted, a uh, judge in King County found the Department of Social and Health Services in contempt of court for failing to provide treatment to him. So the state's going to be paying $250 a day, which started accruing on May 9th until he gets admitted into a mental health facility. Oh, my gosh. Mm. We need Vince Vega. If you give that Nimrod a nickel, I'm going to shoot him on general principle. No, the guy's, yeah, he's making bank right now. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, yeah, and in total, uh, because the next time you might be able to get treatment will be uh, mid-August. Yeah. That you're talking seventeen thousand dollars will go to this guy. Yeah, where are we? Yeah, well, don't say it. Again, I'm not a lawyer; never been an attorney in my life. But I think I could run as a DA right now. Say so we're going to give you eight hours, and then we're going to put you in the bleachers, and we're going to throw the switch, <laughs> and that's the end of that. We're not paying you money. You get elected. We're not paying you money. Absolutely not. And we'll be energy efficient. It'll be solar-powered bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're killing me. That's it. Okay. Um, other news out there. I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, Scott, I don't think you've seen this yet. David, I know you've seen it because I uh, sent it to you. This was a woman that grew up in North Korea. Mm. And her name is Yonmi Park. She defected on a quest for self-preservation and freedom. Uh, did an interview with Fox. What is she worried about right now? Well, freedoms that are being lost in America. What she describes as the left-wing indoctrination of K-12 through schools. Saying, among other things, this is exactly the dictator's handbook. Yeah. And she was trafficked. It's a, it's a crazy story, This what this woman went through. But now she's got a four-year-old. And thinking, well, I've made it to the United States. This is going to be great, right? Um, 
here's part of what she said. If you want other setup, go ahead. Yeah, Dan. well, she was just saying that she's looking at what her kid's going to be learning in public school and says, uh, wow, this looks like the beginning of a slippery slope when there is this focus on equity and and all of this stuff, that everybody is exactly the same. and yeah, the, Socialism. Yeah. Yes. They always go for young children because they have lived life enough to know, have a critical thinking skills. Their brains are very plastic, very malleable, and easy to observe information and believe it and innocent. Uh, since I've seen it before, you pick up everything she's saying? Pretty much. Okay. The young brain is not yet formed enough to critically think. Right. And they're applying your kid's head with all sorts of nonsense. Yes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I'm interpreting here, but yes. Yes. Right? So because of that, they go for children. And once the you, and that is a truth that as a parent myself, that I cannot protect my child from it right now in America. Can't protect your own child from that in America. Yes, that's true. A lot of people have woken up and seen that over the last few years. It's really worrisome because, you know, I cannot really afford not to work and take care of him and do homeschooling. I have to send him to public education systems. It's worrisome how much I talk to my son and read different books to him at home. But, uh, you know what? And that's the difference for someone that's been through what she's been through and seen what she's seen. You'll hear this a lot of families that came from Cuba want to make sure to educate their kids of what socialism is all about and a dictatorship and how you never want that to happen. And a lot of it's just taken for granted in the United States. And I love the fact that she's bringing the point up. You know, I'm willing to move uh, anywhere it takes for me to protect my child from this brainwashing. And because it's not just only that it's happened to one person, uh, it can be like North Korea. Like North Korea didn't begin like North Korea. It happened because people really believe that inequality was the evil of everything, that we all can be equal, and that's how we became that way. So when one more person converting every day like that, we are going to end up like North Korea ventures. Okay, so after hearing that, just a question that I have. Do you think if she sat down with the women of The View and had a conversation, she could get through at all? Oh, gosh. No. No, because people will look at her and say, well, you don't know what real socialism is because real right. socialism has never been tried. Oh, God. Which that has to be well, no, freaking right. frustrating. Because we do, we'll do it different. Yeah. We'll do it the right way. I mean, they believe that. Yeah. Do yeah, I guess they do. No, they do. I suppose they do. Because it doesn't affect them. Man, oh, man. Okay, other stories out there. Uh, the World Health Organization um, has been talking about monkeypox. There's a problem. God, I heard about You know this. Yeah, I do. The name of this monkeypox is problematic. Yes. It needs uh, to be changed. Oh, gosh. Okay? <laughs> Just, you know what? Just take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath. It's going to be all right. We'll get to that story in a second. And if you want a story that will restore your faith in humanity, I have one for you. Thank you. It's, it's really uplifting, and I mean that. All coming up right here.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. i got to be honest. I am not concerned at all about monkeypox. Am I wrong here? Should I be concerned, David? Uh, I mean, it doesn't spread as easily as something like COVID, so... And it seems to be easily traced to certain activities. Are you saying if you stay away from the orgies, you're probably all right? Stay away from the orgies and you're probably okay, yeah. yeah. Don't jump in random piles. Naked. Yeah, no no, no, yeah. no piles. Okay. But that's really, you shouldn't even call it that, right? I mean, aren't you, like, breaking the rules by calling it monkeypox? Well, yeah. I thought it was fine as of two days ago. But someone's saying something different now. Yeah, the World the World Health Organization is going to be renaming monkeypox as soon as possible, saying that the existing name is is racist and discriminatory to Africa. Okay. They're changing it to endemic blisters. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Not the boo flu. <laughs> the blue flu. Boo flu. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. What? I had to make sure I heard that correctly. Yes. It's tough to make these guys uncomfortable, but I think I've accomplished it. <laughs> no, they. World Health Organization. Rolling down my forehead now. <laughs> World Health Organization says continued reference to and nomenclature of this virus being African is not only inaccurate, but is also discriminatory and stigmatizing. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess. Oh, that's in reference to the West African variant for the, versus the Central African variant. Okay. Yeah. Of monkeypox. All right. Well, monkeys were offended and triggered. Apparently, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. I promise an uplifting story. I hope you'll find this uplifting. Okay. It doesn't start nice as a homeless kid. Oh, jeez. I, I know. Um, in Mississippi, um, just homeless teenager. And he had a dog. We're not sure how he got the dog, but he couldn't take care of the dog anymore, so he had to take it to the shelter. Gosh, dang. And so this lady that works at the county animal shelter, Chris Robinson, said it was a sunny day. We were cleaning kennels, taking care of the many dogs we have. We don't often have people walk to the shelter. It's outside the city just a bit, out of the way. But... She saw this team, teen, and his dog. And the dog's name is Jada. And is it bald? Kid, no. Okay. Not that Jada. Just said, "Hey, stay you outside." Get that out of your mouth, by the way, David. It's hard to be uplifting when you're bringing up Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so you could tell the dog was very well mannered. Yeah. Okay, and loved the teen. And so the lady that works at the shelter said, I said, buddy, we're so full, we don't have any open kennels. Tell me what's going on. He said, well, I'm homeless, and I'm worried about her being safe. I leave the bridge I'm staying at to look for work, and I hope she'll be there when I get back. Oh, gosh. Yes. But the teen didn't want to talk about his situation. But explained that he had owned the five-month-old pup since she was small. And so then the lady said, I couldn't turn him down. So... He just filled out a form, left some of his details, and left the dog behind. And she said, I was struck by his character. He left a plastic bag in the office that had her food in it. So I later looked at it, saw there were more smaller plastic bags in there. Each bag had the same amount of food in it, and each bag was tied. It was like very 
organized. Said that it just seemed like this kid had a beautiful heart. Well, long story short, they put this out on social media. The post blew up. There was a family saying, we'll take the kid and the dog in. We'll help him out. And then the kid's mom actually reached out and said he ran away because he didn't want the punishment we had for him, that he was a grown person, could make his own decisions. He has still decided to stay with the family that took him in, Mm -hmm. but he went and got his dog back. And when he goes to get the dog back, the dog recognizes him, licking his face, jumping all over him, and he does have a job now and getting his life turned around. Animals are the best, man. See? It's a nice story, isn't it? Yep. No one smacked anybody. (laughs) This is the Mark Levine Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This is a very interesting story right now, David. Yeah, and, and sort of the, the at the macro level, it's interesting how much this story seems to be getting downplayed. But you have the first Mexican immigrant elected to Congress. And, That's huge. And she's a Republican. Oh, well, you know, we were all ready to celebrate and have a party, but she's Republican? Yeah, Myra Flores in South Texas flipped Texas's 34th congressional district by beating uh, Democrat Dan Sanchez, now the first GOP candidate to represent that area of the Rio Grande Valley since 1870. That's right, ladies. There's glass all over the floor. And, and there is. Yes, I mean, there is. I mean, like, that's, a, yes. that's a big deal, right? That's right. I mean, hell, you guys on the left keep saying that every Republican voter and everybody, oh, my gosh, the Republican Party just... Uh, is is chock full of white supremacists. They hate bla- uh, brown people, black people. They hate women. I mean, the Republican Party poured millions of dollars into this race because they saw vulnerability there because Hispanics, and that, that district is like 84% Hispanic, uh, is fleeing the party of Latinx and whatnot. Well, dude, tell me if you have the same perception I understand old stereotypes, but I'm talking over the last 10, 15 years at least. I would say maybe even, yeah, I would say 10 to 15, maybe 20, since I've been following more politics in my own life. As far as Republicans go, they don't really care if you're black, Hispanic, Asian American, Indian American, whatever. Uh, You believe in the Constitution? You think this is the best country as far as your chance of success? You want to just stand up for one's rights? Yeah. Come to the party. I don't care. The more the merrier. We'd love to be diverse, but we're going to stand on these principles. We're not going to bow down just because you believe something different. This is what we stand for. But we want all these people to come into the party. That's what America is all about. So, I mean, I don't think there are a lot of people... As far as independents or Republicans surprised that Republicans would pump so much money into this race and, you know, want more 
whatever you want to call it, diversity in the party. It's just standing on principles. Yeah. Am I missing it? Uh, no. Well, there's a group called Bienvenido in Action. It's a conservative group that's really trying to lift up Latino leaders. Mm-hmm. Saying by electing Republican Myra Flores to Congress, Hispanics are telling the rest of the country that we are fed up with reckless liberal policies and want change. Good. She won because she uh, ran a campaign rooted in our community's values, God, family, and country. Meanwhile, Joe Biden and the Democrats have made life more expensive for Hispanics, our neighborhoods less safe, and made a mockery of our culture with all the Latinx stuff. Oh, yeah, Latinx. Yeah, Latinx. Dude, did you see what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez just recently said about that? Because it's well-documented. People from the Hispanic community hate the term. Was it like 4 or 5% actually used that term? Yeah. Okay. AOC is saying, we're going to keep using it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it was people on the right defining this as people don't want to use it. That's not true. Or they were talking about some other term that they could incorporate to include all people. What do you not get? People are telling you, don't refer to us as Latinx. Yeah. That's not what we want. Yeah. But AOC knows better. Yes, you do. Give me a break. Good for them. You know what? The other thing, when that statement talks about the community's values, God, family, country, see if you agree with this. If you take a step back, those three things, God, think about the left. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to have any God stuff here. They don't want it. Family? Absolutely not. Nuclear family's got to go. That's part of the patriarchy. That's not good. And country? Well, you need to know America's terrible. This country is rotten. Founded by rotten people. That's what they believe. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just by those three things, it says, yeah, you're probably in opposition to the left. Well, good for them. Um, As far as the president goes... He is mad. He really showed his anger yesterday. Oh, yeah. Well, he's mad that anyone would point out how pouring more than $2 trillion into the economy had a negative impact on, well, the economy. Uh, and this is part of what he said during a speech yesterday. <laughs> this is this is one of Robin's favorites. Go ahead. Roll it. I don't want to hear any more of these lies yeah. about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. <laughs> Yeah, I think he thinks if he yells, it'll be truer. Well, well, it shows his passion. I'm sure the focus groups and the community within the White House that are in charge of communications is saying, Joe, show that passion for the working people. Okay? You know what's changing? changing people's lives. Yeah, you know what's changing people's lives, knucklehead? $6 a gallon gas. That's changing people's lives. They can't find baby formula. That's changing people's lives. Oh. They can't find the groceries they need. That's changing people's lives. The out-of-control border. That's changing people's lives. Shut up. I got one question. What? Was it baby formula or Bambi? What did I say? Did I pull a Biden there? <laughs> I, I thought it was Bambi, and if all of a sudden... Well, if deer can't get fed, I mean, what are we going to do? No, no, they're going to go after our deer meat? And they can't no. take the they take the guns, I can't shoot them anymore. <laughs> well, not only that, then also you've got a, a tampon shortage. I forgot um, about that one. I mean, that's starting to make the news as well. That's changing people's lives for sure. You know what's weird? I went and got groceries last night from my mom. I got some stuff for her. Yeah. And I'm going down the aisle, and I look up. And I, I, I normally would have no reason to do this, 
but just to see if tampons were there. And there were they were they had some at the store I was at. Did you pick some up? No. Uh, eBay them. Well, I got no. Yeah, fourteen dollars for eight or whatever. <laughs> standing standing yeah. down, standing down at the corner in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, hey, you holding? Yeah. Uh, girlfriend needs some tampons. Okay, tampons. Who needs tampons? <laughs> okay. If I gave what? you, if I gave you ten bucks. No, don't. I, I'm not going to do any of this. Okay. What if I gave you twenty bucks to stand in line next time, buy some tampons? I know. And I, I tell mean, the person that you're menstruating. I give you twenty bucks. Oh gosh! If I could video it, it's like some jackass thing, right? Oh, well, maybe. Would you do it for twenty? No, no, I won't do it for twenty. Fifty? No. Uh, you're getting closer. <laughs> we'll have a deal by the end of the show. David could kick in another. I don't know, fifty or so, maybe. I feel like I'm menstruating. That's what I would like for you to say. I feel like I am. Yes, yeah. then you have your tampons. Okay. <laughs> I might not be, but I, I want, feel like I want I you am. to have a conversation. I'll, I'll, chi- I'll chip in 50 if you have a conversation with the pharmacist about what, what provides the most protection and absorption. Oh my God. I recently started identifying as a female, and I feel like uh, my, uh, my, my cycle oh, is coming in. Oh, so. man. Okay. And then could you direct me where the liners are? (laughs) (laughs) My brain hurts now. (laughs) You already buy the essential oils and stuff like that. It's okay. Well, I mean, there's a big, big swath difference between essential oils and tampons. (laughs) It's a a slippery slope between the essential oils. Man. Having an in-depth conversation about tampons with your pharmacist. (laughs) With my pharmacist. That'd be great. Okay. Oh, boy. Gas prices. Well, the energy secretary, who's an activist, is here to the rescue, right? Yeah, well, the Biden administration has sent a strongly worded letter to oil companies saying they need to produce more gasoline. Uh, But at the same time, uh, the Biden administration is also saying there's basically nothing they can do about gas prices because it's a global thing, right? Here we go. It's happening everywhere. This is Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. Okay. There's so much that is beyond any leader in the globe's control uh, unless they own state-owned enterprises that are producing gasoline. So oil is traded at today about $120 a barrel. Before she goes on, your reaction to that right away, David. Oh, wait a minute. What happened to Putin's price hike? Yeah. Oh, it changes every day. <laughs> it's said- greed. It's the price hike. we got to go green. Can't let this get in the way. Right. Okay. And that price is being paid by people uh, in Japan. It's being paid by people in uh, in Europe. I mean, in fact, gas prices today are over $5 a gallon in the United States. If you were in Canada, you would be paying over $6.20, something like that. If you were in Germany, you'd be paying $8 a gallon. So what? I've already said this before. That's like when you're a kid, you say, yeah, I'm bad, but I'm not as bad as that other guy, Tommy. <laughs> I don't care. I at least once a week. We were energy I, I get, independent. I get, troll, I get trolled on this at least once a week. Quit whining about the gas prices. If you were in Britain, they'd be $8.60 a gallon. If you were in Germany, if you were blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. Like I'm supposed to go, oh, okay. but Oh, yeah, okay. I accepted no, then. Yeah. But also that's sort of like that's the status quo. Part of that is because in the EU, the taxes are so crazy per liter. Sure. Of gasoline, uh, when you translate it to U.S. dollars and gallons, it's something like, on average, what two thirty a gallon. 
on just taxes. Some places higher, some places lower. The other thing is that we've got a whole lot of oil in this country under our feet. I know. We can do it. Right. That's what's so frustrating. And this knucklehead is getting rich off of the green energy and all our buddies. A gallon, if you were in Singapore, you'd be paying $9 a gallon. It's happening all across the world. If I was in Singapore, every knuckle-headed criminal would be getting caned, and I would get my wish. It'd be a trade-off. I'll tell you what, I will pay $9 a gallon if every knucklehead that deserves it gets caned for the next two months. I'd pay $9 <laughs> gladly. Everybody you see on video that just punches someone for no reason, that crap, the crazy criminal crap that we see all over the place, Mm -hmm. and a public caning, yeah, that'd be different. She's terrible. Yeah. Well, they're all bad at their jobs. They're all just these check marks, all of them. And her history, as far as energy before this Mm -hmm. gig, it, it is a debacle. The entire administration, it can't end soon enough. They're driving the whole country in the ground. My gosh. And not surprisingly, uh, more than half of people are driving less, thanks to the gas prices. Well, yeah. Well, as you would probably figure. Which yes. is going to hurt tourism this summer. Yeah, yeah, it will. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, boy, there's a lot to get to. Arsonist targets pro-life politician. How many times are they going to do this? Get that updated much more. Coming up right here. Monthly Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Check this. So that is what's at stake right now in terms of this election. Our democracy is hanging by a thread. And black and brown people, our lives are in the balance if these people come back into power. Republicans back in power, they're going to kill black and brown people. Our lives are in the balance. Man, oh man. That's Jamal Bowman, right? Yes, it is. Democrat from New York. Mm Mm-hmm. GOP wins in the midterms, run for your lives, because people are going to be looking to kill. <laughs> How do these people do this? How do they know. get out there I and have no say idea. that I don't know. with a straight face? I don't know. It's a world of clicks, I suppose. You have to continue to be out- outrageous the next guy, right? I don't know. It's, it's a complete, that's complete nonsense, but, you know. Well, Biden has said it. Um, Merrick Garland Attorney General, he said it. He said it in a very less forceful way, though. Biggest threat we face is white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Man, that impression is really coming along. It is. I think it's improved a lot. That was spot on. I think if they do a cartoon version, you'll do the voice of Mary Garland. (laughs) (laughs) Yet I'm being told that another pro-life politician has been targeted by abortion nuts. Yeah. Well, an office building run by Washington State House Representative uh, Andrew Barkis was vandalized this week. Two masked men smashed a window and threw a lit flare into the building. Oh, my gosh. It's office space for his business. Okay. Um, 
along with uh, having he leases out some space to the House Republican Organizational Committee. So the flare landed on the floor and went out there without catching the building on fire. That's a lucky break because, you know, obviously the guys were clearly trying to do damage. Uh, Olympia Police Department are still investigating this crime. Um, and they, I know they, for a lot of people it probably doesn't matter. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I'm just curious. I had heard this happen at like 4 in the morning. Is that true? Yeah. As long as it happens overnight and there's not people <laughs> there, it's not really a crime. Thank you. Right. That's Derek Garland. <laughs> well, that's what that... Goof has said No, before. I know he did. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that, if it happens at night when no Portland. one's there, then, we, you know, no crime has really been committed then. Jeez. Wow. Okay. It's insanity, man. But uh, the good news is people are waking up to a lot of this, and that's absolutely good news. Saw this story, and I thought you might want to know it. Might be going to a concert sometime this summer. Yeah. According to science, there is a time to buy concert tickets for the best prices. All of a sudden, look at Rob. Well, I'm interested now well, because all of a I'm, sudden his ears perk up. Like, well, I'm a consumer, so yes. I know. For him, the best the best time to buy tickets was when he was on the radio. Oh, doing top forty. Then people would, you know, well, give him tickets or it's he'd take them. Buying tickets. Well, it was not just they would give him tickets; they would fly him to see the group and put him up overnight in hotels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it was pretty nice in those top 40 days. It was, but, you know, all good things come crashing to an end. <laughs> Once Congress got involved, damn. <laughs> Financebuzz.com has a new report. So they investigated the pricing patterns of the secondary market, like StubHub, SeatGeek, Pivot Seats. So they're looking at all these purchases. And they say it may be nerve-wracking, but it pays to wait. Concertgoers spend 33% less than average on tickets when buying them the day of a concert. 27% less than average the day before. Rolling the dice, baby. And for music festivals, the best time to buy passes was just under two weeks before the festival starts. They say it may feel stressful to wait till the last minute, but a lot of people do it. It all just depends on your personality. So I could do that. But if I was going to the concert with Robbins, I wouldn't. Because it'd be every five minutes well, what do you think? Do you think they're really going to be there? I don't know, man. I, I, just, I don't feel good about it. I don't. I, I do the Merrick Garland better than the Robin. <laughs> yeah, you do. This is the Markley Fan Camp and Robin Shell. Okay, David. Biggest story of the day so far would be what? The biggest story of the day, I think, is that you've got runaway inflation again. Uh, you've got gas prices just setting records almost every day now. Um, and the White House is desperately trying to find other people to blame for it. Now it is Republicans' fault because, see, they just didn't go along with spending more money. That's what he tried to say. And meanwhile, you have a lot of the people that propped up Joe Biden now seeming to walk away from him. Yeah. Like David Axelrod. Oh, boy, he's going to be pretty old by the time his second term. I think it's an issue. Probably probably shouldn't run. Okay, another advisor says Republicans blame for inflation. you got to hear this straight ahead.
the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. Oh, the Gen Xer, yeah. David Van Camp's the millennial. And sexy Scott Robbins. Yeah. Yeah. He's the boomer. That's me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, whose fault for inflation? Whose fault for the situation that we're in right now? Yeah, the new talking point just dropped here. Uh, senior advisor to the Democratic National Committee is blaming Republicans for out-of-control inflation. Uh, Cedric Richmond says Congress just, just didn't spend enough money. Those $2 trillion for the American Rescue Plan and the other trillion-dollar infrastructure bill, see, that money doesn't work unless Congress also passes the multi-trillion-dollar Build Back Better plan. How in the world does that make sense? All right, just roll And all of the economists said if we pass the last portion of it, it would do that. And so what you have is... No, they didn't. They absolutely did not say that. Yeah, nobody. That's a freaking lie. At at, at the very beginning of this administration, when it was the American Rescue Plan, most economists were saying, this is going to drive up inflation. Yes, they did. Republicans purposely obstructing it and keeping it from happening, then at the same time saying uh, inflation is high. And we know we have work to do there. But uh, the Republican opposition, just for the sake of opposition, to legislation that would bring household costs down is what's continuing uh, to spark it. Okay. Good Lord. All right. Man. You know, if you want to detour for a second, I heard a dude that talked to the people at Daily Wire. He is the managing partner of Case Capital Advisors about what's really going on and how did we get here. And it takes about, I would say... A minute, and it's one of those things, as he's talking more about it, he gets more passionate. It's almost like Robin's on a rant Mm -hmm. to me. Um, His name is Kenny Palkari. Um, At least for me, it makes it very simple to understand. I mean, if you follow this every day, you have an idea how we got here. But he starts out by saying, you know, it started in 07 and 08. And, you know, we're buying up everything, all these mortgages, so you have what we had going on at that period in time and then how we got to here. Just roll it. They identified for years that 2% was going to be the target. Once inflation hit 2%, that was going to be the trigger point that was going to set the change in monetary policy. And in May of 2021, when the CPI went from 1.6% to 3.1% in one month, blasted right to, through the 2% range, they stood up and said, uh, well, yes, we're above 2%, but guess what? It's transitory. It's not going to last. We're going to keep stimulating. And, and, and then we saw CPI tick up and tick up and tick up and tick up every month. See, we all remember this. Oh, transitory yeah. inflation. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't, oh, you know, the Republicans are not passing the, the other part of this or it would all work. They weren't freaking saying that then. It was transitory. Don't pay attention to it. While Jay Powell continued to stimulate and continued to tell us we were wrong, so now we're at this point where inflation is now running at 8.6% according to CPI on Friday. I still think it's running closer to 10% if you, if you, if you're realistic about it, right? They take out food and energy because they say those two, those two sectors are volatile. Damn right they're volatile, <laughs> but guess what? Those are the two sectors that affect every single person every single day. Is yeah. this your brother, Robbins? Yeah, it could be. I, I'm really appreciating this guy more and more. 
Okay, you got about 20 seconds left. Go ahead. Because how often do you go out and buy a new computer, or how often do you go out and buy a car? You don't, but you go every day to the food store. You go every day to the gas station. So you're shelling money out of your pocket every single day for things that you absolutely need. So one way or the other, is a recession coming? Yes, I think it's coming later this year. I was under the, you know, I was one that thought it was originally coming in the first half of 2023. I absolutely think it's coming by the end of the year, 2022. There you go. Yeah. And again, as he said, some people think it's already here. Oh, I'm in that camp. I I think, yeah. you know, basically the data nerds just haven't had enough uh, enough spreadsheets looking back in the rearview mirror to confirm it. But I think we're in it. Well, and the thing is, for so many people, and, you know, myself included, when you're talking about things like this, you can learn things over time. But for the most part... It's like a lot of us that don't know exactly what's wrong with the car when you take it in. Mm-hmm. And you're at the mercy of someone else. And someone could convince you of something that's wrong with your car that's really not because you don't know. Most of the time it doesn't happen, but it could. So with all this information about how did we get to this place now, sure, if you're the type of person that only gets your information from legacy media and you hear some shill from the White House saying, it's the Republicans' fault, they're doing everything to make Biden look bad, and they didn't pass this or we'd be great. And I think those same people end up on The View and saying, that's right. <laughs> bad Republicans. Mm. Well, yeah. Jeez. Very frustrating. By the way, did you guys see the story, speaking of Biden, that 50 Democratic senators, all 50 asked, hey, would you endorse Biden in 2024? This was from Daily Caller. Only yeah. five said, yep. Yeah. A lot of people got the old no comment. Yeah. They're done with him. You knew that when well, Peace ran in the failing New York Times. Yeah. The useful idiot is he used up his what they need him for. Well, they, you can't keep putting him out there. It's embarrassing. And well, everybody knows you can't it. put anybody else out there either. Well, I understand No one not done The history books will know it. Yeah, I know. No one not done it. Not done of course. Yes. That's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. It's the story's right there. Mm-hmm. And you've got all these people saying, yeah, he's not fit anymore. You know, good guy's done a great job. I love that one. He's done a great job. Yeah, but how? You know, he, he's going to be closer to 90 than 80 during the last part of his second term. Well, that was Axel Grease that said that. Yeah. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yep. And then it was great when, well, and you brought this up. Scott, Don Lemon asked the White House press secretary, what about Biden? This was something. Yeah, and I think the uh, press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, was a little surprised that he even brought that up. Absolutely. Well, you know, somebody I heard yesterday made the point of all the questions that you should be prepared for. That's certainly one, isn't it? Yeah. Like, is he going to run again? And listen to it. Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Don, you're asking me this question. Oh, my gosh. He's the president of the United States. You know, he, I can't even. How is that the answer? Yeah, what does that mean? What do you mean he's president? It's like, we know he's president. What does that have to do with the upcoming campaign? 
Mm-hmm. Well, nothing, but she's not very good. He's the president of the United States. You know, it, he, I can't even keep up with it. We just got back from oh. New Mexico. We just got back um, from California. Uh, that is, uh, I, 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 that is not a question that we should be even asking. Just look at the work that he does. Look what Hold he's. Hold on a second. So he made a couple of trips. Uh, yeah. Seniors do that all the time. They can't run the country. What does that have to do with anything? It's like, do you ever hear this guy? That's part of the problem, my goodness. Sometimes he just gives up. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I, I got nothing else. I'm tapped. But look what he's how he's delivering uh, for the American public. <laughs> that what, that 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 article that we're talking about is hearsay. It's salacious. That's not what we care hearsay. about. We care about how are we going to deliver for the American people. How are we going to make their lives better? Hearsay. It's just what the you world? know. You're paid to lie for him. I get that. That's why you. That's why you're paid. But you're just not very good at it. You know what? We'll go because it sounds like you're lying. When AOC was asked, you she had to laugh. Ah, we'll cross that bridge. But well, I, that was, by the way, that was more honest than that. Yes. I mean, it, and for AOC to be more honest than anybody is difficult, but she was. But you know, yeah. If you're just joining us, David Van Camp was out for a couple of days. And I think he missed that audio, so I want to play it. And it's worth hearing again because it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But I know, you know, whenever somebody's out, especially Scott, people are concerned. Because yeah. you know, Scott had the heart attacks a few years back, yeah. and hey, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Not so much with David, but hey, is everything cool with David? Yeah, just a couple of days off, and I know you were doing a lot of work. Yeah. And you have putting a patio together, and mm-hmm. there was a mishap, but your back was finally gave out on you yeah it gave out and i didn't want it to be like the last time my back went out which was a two-month saga of trying to feel normal again so i thought okay this is crunch time it's an it's an emergency type of thing so i went to go get one of those deep tissue massages um and again if you know the history of the show and you may not david got his first massage while with his wife in guam yeah when there was the whole thing with Trump and Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And you thought you got touched in an inappropriate way. I did, yeah. There was some cupping going on. Even though you were with your wife. I was, yeah. There was some cupping going on, and I didn't appreciate it. So. Hmm. Was there coughing after the cupping? No, there was not. Okay. All right. (laughs) Nor cuddling. Uh, So, but then when you rest your back, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get the deep tissue. I told you it's cool, man. You do feel better. So it was fine, but it was an emergency kind of situation, so I'm calling around trying to find a place they could get me in, uh, like in the afternoon. And so I call one place. They said, yeah, we got an appointment at 4. Your therapist will be Jamie. And I was like, okay, didn't think anything of it. I'm in the waiting room, and I'm filling out all the waivers and everything. You didn't know I gave massages. (laughs) Joking. That's a joke. Anyway, go ahead. And and this dude walks into the the room. And he comes up to me and he says, hi, are you David? I said, yeah. He shakes my hand. He goes, I'm Mr. Jamie. Oh, Mr. Jamie. Oh. Hmm. So I'm I'm okay. I'm going to get rubbed down by a man today, I guess. Well, sometimes people will ask you, are you comfortable with a man giving you a massage? They did, but they said Jamie, and I assumed woman. It's not like you don't work with me every day. I know, but I just, I assumed. I was like, yeah, Jamie's available. Okay, I'll do Jamie. Okay, all right. I'll tell you, though, man, I mean, it was really weird at first. So so you went through with it. I did. Well, I had to. I couldn't I couldn't move. 
Okay. I mean, right. I, it was like desperate times. I'm like, okay, just we'll we'll just get through this. The that, same thing because it's still it's darkly lit. Yeah. You know, you know the, it's, the, the mood music and everything. I, I, I'm just thinking, you know what? I'm in pain. It's Pride Month. All right, let's do this. You know, <laughs> showing solidarity here. So he do, but every time, like every time he would do something or say something, I it it, it just took an incredible amount of discipline to not start laughing. Mm-hmm. Like at one yeah. point. He's got this thing where he's like digging his elbow into like my hip area and all of that, yeah. and just really getting after it. And he goes, uh, he said, "Man, you handle this pretty well. Most men think it's too painful, at least the first couple times." And I'm just like, "Don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh." <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, then at the very end, I'm like over on my back. And I had my eyes closed, and he's he's like getting after the neck muscles in there. I gotta tell you, dude, Robin's looks so uncomfortable just listening to this oh, right now. Oh. You got your hat tipped up. You look like you're sweating. Oh man! Here, go ahead. Okay, but David, go ahead. Here's the thing: I had my eyes closed, and it wasn't a big deal. But he's like, so he's like getting up under my skull, basically, uh, trying to get some muscles back there. Yeah, and I made the mistake of opening my eyes, and then it really—I made eye contact with him, and then I just realized here's this man cradling my head in a gentle way, and, we just, and we're just staring into each other's eyes. Yeah, it was awkward, man, but I do feel better, honestly. I mean, he did a good job. Did you even try on the other team's uniform? Or? <laughs> Are you saying was this dude like openly or just not? I I I am don't want to misunderstand oh, what you, what was you he, said. Pride was month. he gay? No, yeah. no, it's not. He's not gay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking some of the people. His message has already come in. What are you saying? It, it was Pride Month. This guy was all about the pride. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. No, 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 no. That, no, that but was... I mean, some people are just not comfortable, and they'd yeah. say, no, if it's if this female's not available, that's whatever. Well, he was texting us about it last night. Good reminding me. I know the Seinfeld episode. It yeah. Jerry had moved. No, it, it, right. I, I assure you, it did not move. Okay. <laughs> I just appreciate you telling that story. That's a good one. Uh, as I was telling my family, they were dying laughing, especially the, <laughs> it takes a few times for most. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, much more to get to. Um, guess who's fleeing to Mexico? Oh, we'll man. get to that and much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Who's going to Mexico? Who again? Oh, Californians. Thousands of Californians are fleeing to Mexico because of the cost of living uh, in California. And also it's just, one, cheaper to live in Mexico, cheaper gas. Somehow they've cracked the code. Um, And they're still reaping the benefits of U.S. salaries while living off the cheaper lifestyle because they can work from anywhere they want to. Right. The thing is, though, is that 
Mexicans are starting to get ticked off for the same reason why, uh, I mean, a lot of people in Texas and Portland, Washington, they're getting ticked off, too, about the Californians moving there because they're they're jacking up, uh, jacking up the cost of living. Right. Pricing other people out. Right. So there, you know, people in Mexico are like, hey, what's going on here? We don't like this, which means actually we're going to see the ultimate plot twist. Joe Biden is going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. <laughs> He's not going to want the wall. Right. Mexico wants the wall. <laughs> we're not moving. We've looked at places. It's just not the right time. No, we're not moving. I'm joking. I haven't heard that in a long time. That was from out of nowhere. Who did that? What was the band's name? Wall of Voodoo. Very good, on, Scott man. Robbins. That was a top 40 smash as well. Well played. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw this quick story. Actually thought of you, David, because you're not there yet. According to this study, we get the least amount of sleep at age 40. So imagine you're going to get less sleep at age 40 than now with two small kids and three cats and yeah, a dog. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe I could get less sleep than I do right now. Well, it's possible. It all depends. Yeah. I mean, a baby, well, you can't feed the baby. No. But if someone has nightmares, you can help out. Yeah. There is that part. And then, well, I guess your cats are disciplined, unlike Robin's. Right. You scratch and claw and cats. do things all through the night. So maybe, I hope so, man. I know it's a rough period for you. You're gonna. We're all gonna get through this. It's gonna be all right. That's interesting, though. Least amount of sleep at age forty. Okay, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yep. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the Fed has made it official. Not surprising. This was kind of expected, but they have hiked interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point. Uh, that's the biggest height, uh, hike since 1994. That was predicted. So, so what does this mean? If you're trying to buy a house, if you're trying to buy a new car, it's going to be a lot more expensive now. Yes. If you're trying to invest in your business, it's going to be a lot more expensive now. The whole goal is basically to stop getting people to spend as much money, throw as much money out there to try to bring inflation under control. Yes. So, you know, you can hear. The Dow uh, just immediately went into negative territory upon that news, too. Yeah. Immediately. And that's not surprising either. I mean, this is the thing is that basically the theory behind this is that they're going to steer the economy into a ditch in order to avoid having it go over an unfinished bridge. At least this yeah, is... Yeah, well said. At least this is a controlled crash. So I heard one expert, and again, man, what does that mean anymore? Yeah. An expert. <laughs> but it was explaining it, you have a choice. 
you can make this really painful, and hopefully it's shorter term, or you can just sort of bleed it out yeah. for a long period of time. And it seems the choice that they're making is to make it quicker than longer. You think that's a fair statement? Yeah. I think it's kind of like ripping off the Band-Aid, although a lot of people were saying, like, last year, towards the end of last year, this should have happened. Yes. To yeah. make it less painful. Right. But they didn't. Yes. Well, like the guy we heard from earlier saying, well, they always said if it got to 2%, talking about inflation, then yeah. you would adjust, and they wouldn't do it. They said at the time, well, this is transitory inflation. Yeah. It's not long-term. And, of course, they were wrong. No, they were lying. They they knew. Well, that's always the question, isn't it? Yeah. Are they driving the country toward a downward spiral on purpose, or they just don't know what they're doing? Sometimes I think it's a combination. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, when you think about all the ESG stuff, and you have a great way of explaining it, David. Yeah, it's a social credit score, but for companies. So companies do this in order to get investors who will invest based on environmental, social, and governance, right, or government. That's what the ESG governance, yes. uh, stands for. Mm -hmm. So basically there are uh, wealthy liberals who are bribing companies into fitting their worldview, which is one of the reasons why you'll see uh, Disney, for example, embrace cultural things that a majority of their consumers don't agree with. Correct. But they'll do it because the consumer, in terms of cash flow, is only one part of the equation. If you can get other investment uh, uh, other investment bankers or investment uh, honchos to just just ply you with cash just so you sign off on some you know equity or whatever this socialist uh, uh, belief system, it's like it's a lot easier to get that money that way than it is to just actually serve your customers. Well, that's why a lot of these companies, they'll give one message in the United States yeah. and a different one in China or Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, because the culture won't tolerate it. Absolutely. And that's why for Pride Month, you know, BMW has all the rainbow flag in in, in the United States. Yes. But if you look at their Twitter handle for Saudi Arabia, huh, business as usual. You better believe it. Yep, absolutely. But it's something that the company cares about deeply. Just right. not so deeply to risk anything in Saudi Arabia. Right. Got it. Okay. So gas prices are talked about a lot. Good news here. You ready? Biden has written a strongly worded letter to the oil companies. Yeah. Got so that going for us. So stupid. Well, you know, the strongly worded letters worked really well against the Taliban. They worked really well against Vladimir Putin, right? Absolutely. Why not, man? So he is threatening to use emergency powers if American oil companies don't increase their output at their refineries. Uh, his statement blamed oil companies for running historically high profit margins, even as Americans experience surging gas prices. Uh, and he said there's no question that Vladimir Putin is principally responsible for the intense financial pain the American people and their families are bearing. But amid Imagine. a war that has raised yeah. gasoline prices more than $1.70 per gallon, historically high refinery profit margins are worsening that pain. Fun fact, I don't know if you saw this story earlier this week, we are actually still getting Russian oil. You know, that 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 excuse of like, well, we're not we're not... Right. Buying Russian oil. No, mm -hmm. no, we are. We're just laundering it through India. 
old sleight of hand. Right, <laughs> right. So India buys it and then resells it. The president telling a private company that passing on expenses is not acceptable. Again, you caused this, dude. And now you have the strongly worded letter. My so goodness. Government dictating the means of production of a company, a private company. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing to see here. Yeah, all, We can't do anything. I mean, I, I would like to see all the liberals who were freaking out over Ron DeSantis' reaction to Disney, which was looking at taking away a privilege, not punishing anybody, just saying, well, no, if you're going to undermine the state, then we're not going to give you these special tax breaks and let you run your own government. Same thing with Tampa Bay uh, with the Rays. Yeah. Um, they all went after him like, this is the heavy hand of government. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what about oh, this? Oh, my God. Yeah, what about this? Yeah. Okay, I got a million things going through my head, so bear with me for a second. Um, this reminds me of the strongly worded letter of Biden going off on shipping companies. I don't know if you heard this because you were off for a couple days, David. Yeah. Biden, he'd like to he he'd like to pop them. Oh yeah, take them out he, behind the he, woodshed. Oh yeah, Mister Tough Guy. Every yeah. Once in a while, something you learn makes you viscerally angry. Like if you had the person in front of you, you'd want to pop them. No, I really mean it. Well, he really means it too. Mm-hmm. He ain't doing nothing. And then strongly worded letter. Goodness gracious! And you brought it up, man, with the Taliban. Yeah. Because you had Biden talking about it. In fact, it. just yesterday. Oh, yeah. The United Nations Security Council passed a resolution that sent a clear message about the international community expects the <laughs> Taliban to deliver. Uh-huh. Yes, and you know what? That set it up because when the one letter didn't do any good, you know what we did? What's that? We issued another strongly worded letter. Right. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, you might remember, talked about that. And just a few short hours ago, Uh the United Nations Security Council passed a resolution that enshrines that responsibility, laying the groundwork to hold the Taliban accountable if they renege. Did we ever hold them accountable? How's the women's rights going? No, we sent them cash. But, yeah. Yeah, we did give them cash. So you have that going on, all that BS. And then... In the strongly worded letter you just referred to, David, yeah. that this is hurting American families and Biden understands, right? Yet his economic advisor, Parvat Armamurti, says American families are doing good. Uh, for now. But I think what we need to take a step back and look at is that uh, American households as a whole are doing very, very well. <laughs> what the hell planet are these guys from? Yeah, Which how does it? that work? I don't know. I don't know. But here, dude, um, and again, I'm trying to make sense of all this because nothing's changed in the last few days with the economy. But Karine Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, was answering the question about how the White House is concerned about inflation, right? What is the president's message to somebody who might want to retire, but their 401k is getting wiped out? Now listen. So we know we know that the, that high prices are having a real effect on people's lives. We get that. And we are incredibly focused on doing everything that we can to make sure that the economy is working for every American people. So we understand, right? They're incredibly They're, focused. 
Same talking points. Keep going. But we are coming out of the strongest job market in, in American history, and that matters. And that a lot of that is thanks to the American Rescue Plan, which only Democrats uh, voted for that. Republicans did not. And it led to uh, this, this economic boom, this historic economic boom that we're seeing and with jobs. Economic boom? Yeah, what, what is she actually talking about? Because the American Rescue Plan didn't really do anything in terms of job creation. Those jobs just came back after the pandemic, right. but he's going to take credit for it. No, the the job recovery was happening before Joe Biden took office, and it was it the best thing, and I remember saying it on January 20th of 2021, the best thing Biden can do is nothing. Right. Just leave it alone. Let let the market figure this out. It will figure it out. But instead, this guy went all, well, socialist on everybody and just starts writing a bunch of checks to people. It's incredible, though, like he's created this strong economy. Really? It's How? a joke. It's a joke. So we got the gas prices and then Jennifer Granholm. Yeah. Energy secretary has the same piece of advice that she's been putting out there for a while. Is oh, this yeah. new? Is this new audio? Oh, yeah, it's new. It's a helpful tip on how to save on gas. Okay, go ahead, Roland. You would save $60 per fill-up by going electric rather than using gasoline. So it's a very compelling case. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they won't stop. They, You know what it is now. I mean, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. No. They will make you, they will force you into, come hell or high water. Wow, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's frustrating. Yep. And, oh, in, in case you missed it, remember the great whipping incident of 2021? That yeah. is back in the news. Oh, yeah. Well, the Border Patrol agents who were on horseback, they've been, you know, uh, resigned to desk duty. Uh, ever since this fake news story about hipping or about whipping Haitians uh, came out, uh, they've been cleared of criminal wrongdoing. But apparently, Department of Homeland Security is still going to punish them somehow for administrative for violations or something. For what? No, it's because they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed that you can't go back now after all the things they said and just not do something. <sighs> Even Somebody though it's based gotta on a lot. Stop it. And they didn't whip anybody. No, they didn't. They should be apologized to. They should. The DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, should resign today and apologize. Dude, I know we all figured this would be a disaster when Biden got in office. I'm admitting it. It's worse than I thought it was going to be. It's everything. Mm hmm. Would you say the same? Well, yeah, it's worse I, than what it, you thought it was what, going to be. Yeah, it is, and I'm surprised. I still am sitting here surprised at the speed. I suppose, yeah. I mean, it's just boom. I, I, I mean, dude. Come on, man. Oh, jeez. What a joke. I got hairy legs. I know. Yeah. I know. That's never stopped. Okay, it was a great night, and there's good news. Something historic for the Republicans happened last night. We'll get to that much more coming up right here.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Historic night for the GOP, David. Yeah, I thought this was uh, interesting uh, and cool to see. But for some reason, the people who can't talk about identity politics enough are strangely silent on this. But Republican Myra Flores, a conservative running for the House of Representatives in a special election in South Texas, won. And that's a big deal. That never happens. Republicans do not do well there. But there's been a noticeable shift among Latinos because, well, the Latinx brigade is coming in and knocking down, uh, knocking down that wall, paving the room or paving the road, actually, for uh, Republicans. So you got people on the left, especially white, rich liberals yep. saying, hey, we're going to start using the term Latinx. Mm-hmm. Or they would say Latinx. <laughs> To include everybody, because we're inclusive, right? Mm -hmm. We care about people of color. Unless you think differently politically, then you're just being used by white supremacy, right? You are basically a tool for white supremacists to advance their ideas. That's what they say. It's crazy to me. So Latinx was designed to be all-inclusive, eh? Wasn't that the deal, David? Yeah, that that was supposed to be it. Except it's not inclusive because the vast majority of Latinos don't like it. Don't use that term. No. Um, they should go with bald X. <laughs> what does be, that mean, so sir? Could you explain that? Challenge it would just be bald too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, Why not? Just uh, pick an X at the end of it. But even with uh, soon-to-be Representative Flores, uh, they're going after the white supremacy angle, the left is. Okay, this ought to be a good trick. So, How is it? So Elon Musk, he he said he voted for her. It was the first time he'd ever voted for a Republican. And Jamal Bowman, far-left representative out of New York, says Elon Musk is not a leader. He's just another Republican billionaire who supports white supremacy and authoritarianism because he doesn't want his workers to unionize or pay his fair share in taxes. He's never voted Republican before. Yeah, but but he's a racist Republican billionaire for <laughs> voting for this Republican who was born in Mexico. These people are children on the left. Just children. And there are other people to reward them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a joke, man. Oh, real quick. Here's a story. Sort of flew under the radar. Did you see Coors had to pull a bunch of beer? People were getting cans of slime. Ew. What do you mean? They said, it, okay, so, that's the slime. word that they were. <laughs> no, it was actually like slimy. That's Ew. how they were describing it. Ugh. They said it, it, some people compared it to like snotty drool. <laughs> when they poured out, it was like syrup. What was it? Well, Miller Coors put out a statement, said they're aware of a quality issue, but they're not using the word recall because they claim there aren't any health risks. To drink in slime? They said, well, the slimy beer in question came from the same bottling plant in Trenton, Ohio, near Cincinnati. So only stores around that area are affected. And anyone who gets a bad batch can return it for a full refund. That's pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Having a keystone light, too. Yeah, 30 stones, 30 bucks. Or 10 bucks, sorry. 10 bucks. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, before we get to the Sky Robin Trifecta. 
Biggest story of the day. Is it the Fed hike on the rate? Yeah, interest rate hike actually has been made official. That's what they're doing. And the whole goal, again, is to steer the economy into a ditch so you don't slam into a wall. Um, so, yeah, if you're trying to buy a house, uh, you might want to reconsider. Buying a car, might want to reconsider. whole idea is just get people to stop spending. Okay. And, Robin, you got your big three stories of the day? Yeah, 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 yeah. What? You sound sad. Well, I'm exasperated. I just am. you got to bring the energy. More on that coming up, yeah. you got to make it great again. Come on. Drive back to Scott Robbins next right here. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Civil war if Republicans win this fall. What? Yeah, okay. Uh, Far-left Democrat uh, Jamal Bowman claims that if Republicans win in the midterm elections, there's going to be another civil war in this country. Okay, here we go. Let's hear this nonsense. We got to understand that this is a group that has been radicalized and have been pushing for violence and pushing for even civil war. Who has? Who is he talking about? No idea. No idea. He just said it. This group. Whatever that group is. That we've been warned about. That, that's that if the you, biggest we lose threat to the America. Midterms, they're going to, there's going to be a civil war. Are there any names involved here? Well, isn't that a rather a veiled threat as well? Hmm. So that is what's at stake right now in terms of this election. Our democracy is hanging by a thread, and black and brown people, our lives are in the balance if these people come back into power. Boy. So vote for Democrats so you don't get killed. Got it. Got it. Okay, we all said we're going to see desperation with the left. And the Democrats in the coming months. I guess we shouldn't be surprised. We do this every day. How are we surprised? I guess partly because I don't understand how a human being gets up in front of a bunch of people and says BS like that. He can't really believe that. Can he? Or he does, and he really, really, really needs some therapy. I agree. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Check it. It is possible he believes it. No, it's possible, yeah. Here's the reason I say it. It just popped in my head. Think about it. We brought this up before. When they did the polling with people that follow legacy media and asked them how many unarmed black men are shot by white police officers every year. I don't have the percentages in front of me, David. Maybe you remember it. But it was rather large. People have thought, well, it's at least a 1,000 unarmed black men are shot every year by police. Yeah. Some thought it was as many as 10,000. But yeah. most said at least 100. Mm-hmm. The answer for that year was 14? Yeah, 14. Why is that? Because they believe what the media has been telling them. And they make it seem like it was happening all the time. 
Well, and you had that's... the people like LeBron out there saying, we're afraid to get in our car and drive. So, yeah, it's propaganda. So I guess this nut could believe what he's saying there. It's either that or he's getting his talking points. Oh, I think I it's just know. manipulation. I mean, it's 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 stoking fear in people. They'll vote your way because you've got nothing else. It's not like you're going to run on anything. Well, no. You have to scare people. I suppose that's, that's probably true. probably part of the plan. Wow, man. Yeah. When you heard that, David, what was the first thing you thought of? Uh, Civil War? Who's starting it? Right. Because I remember 2020, and it was left-wing activists who were trying to start something like that. Yes, that's true. What do you think, Scott? Just whatever. No, I mean, I just think that this is this is the Hail Mary portion of the uh, the cycle of the midterm election cycle. You have to convince people that if there is a red wave and the Republicans do take, take control of the House and the Senate, that there will be a civil war, yeah. that black people will just oh be killed gosh. indiscriminately across the country. Yeah. You have to convince people of that. And as you mentioned, as sometimes the media plays along with that and plays into that narrative. A lot of times. So they believe it. All right. You said earlier you were exasperated. Are you ready for your top three yes. stories of the day? Yeah, I'm not quite all that exasperated yet, no. You still got the energy? you going to bring this? I think I can. Come on, yeah. man. Let's right, go. Let's go. Let's do this. Thank you. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. We do it every day at this time. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day, the trifecta. And always helped by his hero in life. And especially from his top 40 days. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, buddy. Scott. What, bud? I'm ready. That's good to know. We always start three with number three. Number three, uh, Joe Biden had a tweet in 2020, and it kind of shows that what you're paying at the pump is by design. Yeah, I kind of want to take you back to the Wayback Machine just a little bit here. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday called on, and today as well, U.S. oil refineries to produce more gasoline and diesel, saying their profits have tripled during that time. With the war in Russia and the Ukraine, Americans are struggling, and uh, the crunch the families are facing deserve immediate exit. Said Joe. Yeah, there was griping. Why have they shut down production in different places? Well, here's a tweet. Because that... you said there's no future in it. Right. And and I can I can tell you right now, I'm just going to give you verbatim the tweet from the commander-in-chief just way back when in like 2019-20, right? We have the uh, we have to treat climate change as the existential, existen- I can't say that word, <laughs> existential threat that it is. You're as channeling president. Joe Biden. Actually, I know. I got to start to read this. Yeah. I'm kicking stuff around. <laughs> As a result, I will end subsidies for fossil fuel corporations, ban new drilling on federal lands and waters, hold oil executives accountable, rally the world to raise the commitments of the Paris Agreement. No one said that. Who said that? You said that. That's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. You you said it. So, come on, man. I got a question, Joe. Why is Putin doing this to all of us? (laughs) Gosh dang it. You know, you mentioned this earlier, David. I mean, what's the point, right? Yeah. And you're going to go to them and slam your fist on and get all stompy foot with them, and they're going to go, hey, you said this. You ran on it. That was funny. You're going to put us out of business, man. (laughs) Putin's fault. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. Oh, yeah, I remember that, too. That was a good one. That was one of the greatest hits, yep. 
Well, there was a montage at the time with Biden and Kamala both talking about fossil fuels and the, and the future. They hated him. Oh, yeah. No, we, would, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those. I guarantee we're going to end fossil fuel. No more, no new fracking. I'd gradually move away from fracking. And I think it's critically important on day one that we end any fossil fuel leases on public lands. The president is responsible for gas prices. <laughs> What did he do? He didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, that's good. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Gosh, Scott dang. Robbins trifecta top three stories. Look every at day Europe. This time. There's a, there's a worldwide problem. Earth. Say it again. No. <laughs> Say it again. I'm not going to. Say it again. <laughs> I just mentioned that all the blame that's out there. Yes, that of course. It's a worldwide problem. It's Putin's problem. All right. It's the greedy oil companies, and the tools are leaving the toolbox at a rapid rate. Okay. All right, I think we're up to number two, right? Yeah. Two. Yes. Uh, Hillary Clinton, for some reason, has taken a swing at Donald Trump again for not accepting the results of the 2020 election. Well, the January 6th hearings have ignited her again, and she felt compelled to uh, send a little missive out. From the desk of Hillary Clinton comes this. The latest January 6th hearings show that Trump knew he lost the election. His own people told him he'd lost the election. He then chose to wage a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results and prevent the peaceful transfer of power for the first time in American history. Well, unless you count me doing the same thing, but I, you know, there was no riot when I was doing it. She's like, well, yeah, if you're going to do a coup, I mean, get a couple of law firms and a former British spy. (laughs) Yeah. And some patsies in the FBI to wage an all-out assault on the duly elected president of the United States. You don't, you don't send the stupid QAnon shaman yeah, to right. go riot. Exactly. Right. Exactly. No, you don't do it that you gotta, way. You got to be more subtle about it. Okay. And you go on talk shows and say things like, "You can run the best campaign. You yeah. can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you." Oh, I, I have a montage actually of Hillary. So Clinton. do I. We have that, that might be the same montage. Oh, great. All right, go All for right. it. Let's go. Okay. You can run the best campaign. There you go. And you can have the election stolen from you. I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. There's an air of illegitimacy that surrounds Trump's presidency. So of course he's obsessed with me, and I believe. That it's a guilty conscience. He knows he's an illegitimate president. I was the candidate that they basically stole an election from. We need numbers overwhelming so Trump can't sneak or steal his way to victory. Mm-hmm. She also had advice for Joe Biden heading into the election, if did you she? remember that. She did. About, she did. About it being stolen from Joe? Well, this is what she said. Okay. You know, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out. And eventually, I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch. That's right. So shame on Trump for that yeah. going on. Okay. And I might say Stacey Abrams called and would like her governorship back, too. Right. Yeah, that's true. That was stolen from Stacey. Yes. Want another one? Oh, yes. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three stories of the day. And finally, yeah. one. Uh, number one, the horse whipping saga involving uh, Border Patrol agents on horseback. That fake news story from last year. The saga continues. Yeah. And, you know, we all saw the pictures, right? Well, two months ago, the Department of Homeland Security very quietly eked out and let it be known that no whipping had ever taken place. 
And yet, the Biden administration apparently is going to punish the agents for supposed administrative violations. Again, for what? The Department of Homeland Security is preparing to discipline multiple horseback border patrol agents involved in the whipping incident of Haitian migrants at the border. Source says that an announcement on that matter expected within the coming days. The DHS will be putting forth proposals to discipline the agents who will have a chance to respond to the charges. The charges are administrative violations and do not amount to criminal conduct of which the agents were previously cleared. Now, what administration violations could they have committed? They didn't whip the immigrants. We know that, right? They've been confined to desk jobs since the photo got released and passed around. And the outrage was stoked to a high level. So what exactly are they going to be charged with? What administration, what, what did they do? Do you have the answer? No, I don't have the answer. Oh, I thought you were leading us down no. that path. Like you knew it. Nobody said Everybody said I never saw him whip anybody. Including the guy who took the pictures. But they're going to trump up some kind of charges. And they're going to level it against these guys. I mean, you think what having smeared them and their reputations would be plenty, right? I just, I don't get it. Punishing I mean, them for an administrative, administrative violation. Did you not fill out the paperwork of how you didn't whip anybody? Watch me whip. Kill it. Now watch me nine. What is okay. it? Yeah. Yeah, every day before work you have to sign a piece of paper that says you will not whip somebody. Right. And you <laughs> and, and they didn't that day. They and, forgot to that day. Yeah. And there you have it. Well, thank you. I think it's more the CYA sort of administration yeah. that, you know, they gotta figure out something. Scott Robbins, Tribe Effect every day. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Nimrod's in the news and a news update straight ahead. Goodbye. See you. Thank you. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, buddy. I don't know what exactly has happened, but it's CNN. John Berman. Yeah. Wow. Was doing the job that he's supposed to be doing. Unbelievable. This is interesting. Yeah. Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, was on CNN. Yeah. And, and, you know, she's talking about this sternly worded letter that Biden has sent to oil companies saying, hey, you need to. Uh, increase your refining capabilities because we got to get gas out there to the American people. <clears throat> uh, but as you know, we've talked about this point for months. Like, if you're an oil company, why in the world would you sink all that cost into drilling, extracting, refining, transporting uh, oil or petroleum products? Why would you do that when the stated goal of this administration is to put you out of business? Might as well just get while the getting's good, right? Make your money. And John Berman actually asked that question. Whoa. Apply both do domestically you want, and, do you of want, course, internationally. Do you, five years from now, ten years from now, are you telling me you want them drilling for more oil? You want the refineries putting out more gasoline in five or ten years? What we're saying is today we need that supply increased. Of course, in five or ten years, actually, in, in the immediate, we are also pressing on the accelerator, if you will, to move toward clean energy so that we don't have to be under the thumb of petrodictators like Putin or at the... We don't have to be! <laughs> 
That's what's so frustrating about that. Go ahead. Fuels. Ultimately, America will be most secure when we can rely upon our own clean domestic production of energy. But that's through the problem solar, for these companies. Wind, these through... companies are saying, you know, you're asking me to do more now, invest more now, when in fact, five or ten years from now, we don't think that demand will be there, and the administration doesn't even necessarily want it to be there. Just one last question on Saudi Arabia. The president is going to Saudi Arabia. Honestly, that's refreshing. That's yeah. like close to doing one's job. Or we understand he will be oh. meeting with the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Is there any kind of promise beforehand mm. that the Saudis will increase production? And the answer no. is what? No, there's what? No. There's not. There's no. Not. No. No. Okay. No. There's no promise beforehand. He's no. There's not. And let me just say. Okay. We can go on with what she said. Well, Joe Biden just going to beg the Saudis to produce more oil. I would imagine, honestly. You know, he'll probably spin one of his yarns and have the, you know, everybody enraptured by what he's saying and telling stories and joking around. And before you know it, we got oil. We have principles, and we're going to stand on them unless we're desperate. And we are. <laughs> but again, you, don't have they, to you be, could have solved this months ago. They didn't want to do it. All right, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Oh, rough times, man. Okay, this is Philadelphia. 17-year-old male Chick-fil-A worker. Okay. You know that feeling, David. You used to work at Chick-fil-A years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, he was shot the other day. He's going to be okay. That's the good news. Get that right up front. But this was an argument with a delivery driver about an order. The kid ended up getting shot in the leg, the kid that worked at Chick-fil-A, against stable condition. But employees say a delivery driver argued with several employees because the delivery order was missing a milkshake. Oh, boy. Employees say they agreed to make the milkshake, but the guy didn't calm down. So then things escalated. And the driver shot the 17-year-old before speeding off in a newer model white Mercedes. You're door dashing in a white Mercedes? Got to pay for the white Mercedes. Maybe you're living in it, too. Who knows? Police tracked him down in an alley about two miles away. Um, Guessing he didn't make the delivery. A DoorDash spokesperson issued a statement yesterday saying they were horrified and appalled by the violence. See, that's Philly. He should be up by Saturday. And that's Nimrod's in the news.